and welcome to today's edition of Collisions YYC. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm. Today on the show, I sit down with Ms. Danielle Torrey. Danielle is a manager at Startup Calgary. Danielle epitomizes what it means to be involved in your community. She runs multiple events a year, works with startups from the grassroots of literally encouraging people to walk in with an idea on a napkin. She shares with us some of the insights she's gained from traveling abroad, from being in Toronto, Montreal, on the world stage, looking from the outside back in on how people look at Calgary, answering the question, actually, what is a Calgary? Join me in today in welcoming Daniel Torrey. How long have you been with Startup? Uh, I've been with Startup, so it, it's a bit of an interesting journey there. So Okay, we'll share a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so I actually was in university, um, so this was just under five years ago now, and I knew the founder of a startup called Rocket Ship, and he basically matched small businesses with students uh, who were interested in completing what he called sort of bite-sized projects. So say that small business was just looking for um, someone to write like five blog posts or do like a little bit of work for, and then they were going to pay them, you know, 200 so, is this specifically marketing students? Uh, no, no, any students. Broad, okay, yeah, broad, totally okay. broad. Oh, yeah, great, okay. so um, real so, world, real, real world experience for them, and yeah. also great resources for startups that sometimes cash flow is a real thing. <laughs> totally, yeah, and then just you know having that ability to actually just give something a try rather than committing to working part time or full time or um, whatever that might have been. The, ga- so, the gig economy that we all live in, the, yeah. si- the, the quote unquote side hustle. Yeah, totally. So. <laughs> So yeah, I'd actually, I knew him through the marketing program, just I'd met him at an event and um, we got to chatting and he understood, you know, you want to get involved in content marketing. And he also knew the founder of um, an events and marketing company called Catalystica. So her name's Jen. Um, So he knew the both of us and he was trying to get more people to trial his platform. So he said, you know, hey, Danielle, um, I know this company that's uh, looking for a content marketer and he went to Jen and was like hey like I know that you're super slammed and you need some support so he just kind of said hey you guys should go for coffee regardless but I would love it if you would if you decide to work together if you would use my platform okay so that's yeah that's so we kind of just pushed it pushed you guys in the right direction yeah exactly so um and honestly it was the best thing that ever happened to me because that's basically I love those stories exactly how I ended up where I am um I wanted to actually work for a marketing agency and that was kind of my one track path from the second I stepped into the doors of Haskane and that was my goal and um, that one coffee meeting kind of changed everything and she wanted me to actually write blog posts for Startup Calgary. Oh, interesting. So that was okay. my first project. Yeah. So for five years you've been involved with Startup Calgary then? You said uh, that was yeah, about five just like four and a half. Four and a yeah. half, five years ago. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. And started off very casually and you, when you were still finishing your degree. Totally, yeah. So we, um, we that was the first project. It was actually for Launch Party 2015. Okay. Um, so we, yeah, I started writing those startup stories and then she, you know, had a lot on her plate. Kind of the role that she had in the ecosystem was... Um, yes, events and marketing support, but it was actually also the community management piece. Um, so getting involved with organizations like Rainforest Alberta and Lighthouse Labs um, very early on when they were just kind of getting their footing and they needed that team of people who were willing to kind of roll up their sleeves and and host the events and, and sort of get the word out, but also to um, deal with and, and, you know, connect with all the different community members and bring people into those groups. So, okay. Again, getting it out there and creating, creating those communities. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. so maybe, and I'm going to just be totally candid with my ignorance. Tell me more about startup Calgary. I don't know. I know, of course I know the name and you hear it. I've never been associated or done anything, uh, never been involved. So maybe let's just yeah. start with that. And then we'll kind of move into the bigger question around the big T transformation word for Calgary. But what is startup Calgary? Uh, uh, elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Startup Calgary has actually been around for 10 years. So I like to lead with that because a lot of people don't actually know that. 
Um, so we actually joined Calgary Economic Development in 2017. Um, when you say join, as just like as a joint venture, or you guys are like one in the same, share same offices kind of we thing? We are one in the same. Okay, the interesting. Same okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we used to be independent. So Jen and myself were contractors. It was run by a solo executive director. Um, you know, we were sometimes very limited in the resources that we had. And um, thankfully, we had a really great community of volunteers. So we ran, you know, Launch Party has been going for 10 years. Our monthly Startup Drinks Meetup has been going for 10 years. And then Startup Weekend events that are actually part of the Techstars brand okay. um, have been going for, for quite a few years as well. But they were volunteer run. Okay. Um, so you know, so fast- these things were all firmly in place before our recent kind of downturn or headwinds that Calgary yeah. encountered. So this wasn't a response to the downturn. This was just part of we need this in our community. Totally, yeah. Okay, Actually, interesting. It, it really started with um, you know a group of entrepreneurs who really just wanted a platform to be able to connect with like-minded people. Uh, and launch parties started really as a way to also uh, you know educate the masses of we have these amazing startups. Here's what they're working on. Um, please, you know, come out, connect with them, see that we have a tech community, connect with other founders um, and support them. So whether it's, you know, if you can provide them with any sort of mentorship, if you can, you know, become their first customer, um, it really was just that, that real, that launching platform for those companies. And it's so important too, because if you, you know, you're in your basement with your idea, it feel it can be very lonely. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of guests have talked about that. Like, how do you get that out into the ecosystem where they can one bump into maybe real customers, mentors, money, so many things, uh, you know, often money is not even the problem. It's like, okay, I got some money. What do I do with it? What do I go forward? What landmine am I about to step on? <laughs> yeah. And we really are, um, I believe community builders kind of at our core. So, um, yeah, fast forwarding to 2017, we, became part of Calgary Economic Development, and really okay. what that did for us was it allowed so two us... two years ago. Yeah. Okay, so relative, yeah. it probably feels like 10 years, but yeah, two years ago is the amount of stuff we pack into two years now. Totally. Yeah, and it really just um, it allowed us to put more resources behind um, something that already was clearly working. That's awesome. Um, okay. There was a lot of interest and just not enough um, resources to to act on that and provide. Well, give you guys the ability to scale. Needed. You, had, you yeah. were able to scale. Oh yeah. So we was totally it was it a significant <laughs> was it a significant increase just making that switch in terms of the amount of impact you were able to have? Did you increase your events or did it yep. increase your? Okay, all check 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 all of the above. Yeah. So actually, um, in 2018, we had over 4,000 people through our doors. Um, through so, sort of our early stage programming, like our business model canvas workshops, um, all the way up to launch yeah. party. So we hosted over 80 events that year and um, it's a whirlwind. So it's 80 events. Yeah. You're like, you're every week you got something going on. Oh yeah. 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 T- twice a week. Sometimes Let me do my math. 52 weeks, 80 events. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're, um, yeah, we're not cohort based. Um, we don't actually have a physical space that, you know, a co-working space that people work out of. Okay. Um, so really it's, we focus on companies that, you know, I have an idea. Where do I start? Uh, that's kind of where they first come Literally to start up, super early stage. Yeah. We talked about the canvas and do, yep. using that approach to really breaking apart your idea. Totally. So, you know, whether they come through our door first at office hours, um, really at that point, they're just looking to connect with someone one-on-one face-to-face and say, look, like, I have an idea. I actually have no clue, you know, what events I should participate in, um, you know, how to meet a co-founder. Like, they just have so many questions and they just need someone to start to kind of lead them down the garden path. So that's really what that's so for. So would you say, I know it's funny, it's an old adage, people, I used to, I used to, I used to work in the fitness industry, people are like, well, I'm going to get in shape and then I'm going to join the gym. Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 just go join the gym. Yeah. So for you guys, do I have to have my idea baked out or do I literally show up with a napkin and go like, help, like, where, where, help me? 
Yeah. No, we, uh, you just show up with a napkin. Okay. All right. I think that's great because I think a lot of times there's that like, is it good enough? And I don't want to share it. And there's, there's a lot of psychology that goes around. Like it's kind of vulnerable to bring your idea out to the world. Yeah. And, um, that's actually a huge, I think there's been a really interesting shift around that lately in that, um, so we actually host an event called Startup Drinks and Pitches and Startup Weekend is very similar in that we say, look, like you have this idea, you could have come up with it in the shower last night or over coffee this morning. Um, and that's, you know, that's enough. That's enough to start sharing it, to start getting it out into that's the That's great context, I think, to give like permission. Like, no, yeah. no, br- bring it, bring us your harebrained schemes, bring us your half-baked ideas. We want that. Yeah. Mm. And it's not only us that wants that, like the community really wants that and they want to, you know, see that, you know, as people start to get more comfortable with sharing their ideas and there was, you know, dialogue for a while around like, well, if I share my idea, like who's going to steal it? Yeah, the scarcity mindset. Like, yeah. oh, let's go for coffee, but actually I'd like you to sign an NDA over my idea. But what we've really worked on, you know, communicating is hmm. one, like this is a community and it is a safe place to share your idea. And the more you share your idea, the less likely you are to waste time, waste, waste resources, um, and the faster you are going to connect into everything that you need to execute on your idea. And really, an idea is nothing without execution. Uh, yeah, yes. The, the magic is, yeah, yeah the, absolutely. It's like you know, stra- strategies, you know, ma- execution is the art form. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so interesting. I love the, the, the shift from a position of scarcity and mine, and I need to hide it, but yet that immediately keeps you away from all the resources that can help you like, like actually nurture your idea and help it grow. Yeah, no, exactly. And we really see that the people who tap into the community faster, um, they get to where they're looking to go faster as well. And it's also like we, we've we seen a bit of a culture shift and like we don't want you to, you know, I have an idea, I'm going to quit my job tomorrow. Like we also want to move away from that thinking as well. Right. Where it's like you do need to a couple still, drops of reality. Also yeah, help, yeah, yeah. Like you need to take the time to actually validate your idea, um, and have sort of that backup plan in place. Like you, just because you think that your idea is great, doesn't mean the rest of the world thinks it is too. We've had a couple of guests that they doubled down on the go to the market, talk to the potential customers, find out that maybe what maybe your idea is good, but those the five elements that you thought were the features that people cared about, they're not. It's these other five. Yeah. And validating against like so do you guys facilitate the ability to get it against a customer group? Like is that like I come in with my idea how would you guys facilitate that? Like, how would that happen? I'm getting into the nuts yeah. and bolts of it a little bit now. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, so Startup Weekend's actually a place where a lot of people come to validate their ideas. And basically, it forces you to go through the very high-level process of what it means to start a company in one weekend. Nice. Mm. Um, so between Friday and Sunday night, you know, Friday night you come, you can pitch a well-researched idea, but it can't be something that you've started to work on at all. Okay, so um, it, ha- it has to be in the idea phase, period. Yeah, exactly. It has to be idea phase. You pitch your idea to the group. The group then votes on what it is that you're working on, and we narrow it down eventually to 10 teams. Who's in the room at that point? Just put a little bit of a picture. Like, who am I pitching yeah. to? Other entrepreneurs, the community people just show up because they want to be part of it? It's Honestly, it's a really interesting mixture of people every single time. Okay. We have had... Um, students as young as, you know, we've had high school aged or that have come and participate and taken it through the entire weekend. We've had, um, you know, the age range really in my mind has been, you know, anywhere from like 13 to like 70. Oh, like wow. It's, That's it's fun. A really broad age range. Both 13 and 70 are awesome to have in the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And, um, and everything in between. <laughs> for sure. And we, we bring out a lot of students as well. And I think that there is sometimes too much of a focus on, okay, we need to host student focused programming, but really having something like Startup Weekend allows them to meet with people who have, you know, been there, done that, or 
maybe also show them that, you know, we don't all have it figured out. We're maybe changing our careers at, you know, 55 years old and trying to figure out what's next. And just because they don't know where they're going doesn't mean that they're in the wrong place at the wrong time or, right. or any of those pieces. So, so yeah, Startup Weekend really allows them to um, not only connect with, you know, people from different backgrounds, different ages, uh, but it, we do bring in business-minded people, developers and designers. So it's not your standard hackathon that's really focused yep. on the technical side. T- totally. Yeah. I've, I had a little bit of an envision of that because, of course, you see it in Hollywood. It's portrayed it. And you, you, totally. you know, we've all seen versions of the, the, the TV version of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, you know, the goal is for you to develop a minimum viable product by Sunday night. Um, and some people get intimidated by that and think, oh, I need to, you know, I need to develop my app or I need to develop my software. Uh, some people do that, and it's quite impressive. Um, that, that being that said, is impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not necessary, and we you know we give them the tools. You can create wireframes or screenshots or just a simple landing page, and that's that's enough. You know, well, I love what you said. The minimal viable. That's like yeah. we're not trying to make it perfect. We're trying to make it workable. Totally. Because if you can't take it around the block, you can't tell where the wobbles are and the sh- and the shakes and all the and all the. Oh, that's not an alignment. But if it just sits in your head, that's it's such a. It moves away from this right wrong binary, good bad to no. We're just it's learning. It's not failing. It's learning. Yeah. It takes a different mindset. Yeah, and I mean, some of the teams, I, we've had teams that get discouraged because they don't have sort of a technical developer on their team. Okay. And what we really try to communicate is you can still get to that minimum viable product. Like I said, there are ways to get there. And if you think about it and you you know are in the community, there are so many people who wait months, years to get a CTO. Years. Mm-hmm. Right? So you don't have to have that in place from the get-go. And you can still get to a point where you've validated your idea and you've put it out to the community even when you haven't, you know, built the product yet. Right. And that's okay. And it's usually better that way. Like some I've heard of so many startups that, you know, they've began as a Facebook group. Like mm-hmm. they started as a Facebook group and they, you know, they had a question that they wanted an answer to and they sort of built the platform around that. Or people who start as service service providers and, you know, they're they're working with their end customer. And they're getting to know them better and better. And that's where their skill set lies. And then they have an even better understanding of the problem by the time they go to actually build something. It's such a different world because technology is, can facilitate such a different path than yeah. it used to be. Because your, your reach is exponential. And it's not your borders. It's not Calgary. It's not Canada. It's the world. And technology is... And, you're, and you don't even have to build a platform. There's all these platforms that are already built for you. Like a Facebook, for example. Yeah. Where you can tap into a group. Curious, and there's something that's come up with a lot of different guests I've talked to. What's the, is the, what's the gender diversity in that room? But do you guys get a mixed bag of men, male, female? Is it, is it pretty evenly mixed? What do you see? Mm. Yeah, at Startup Weekend, um, I do see like a pretty strong mixture. Okay. Um, and it's interesting, and the stat's been thrown around a lot, and I, but I think it's something that we should be really proud of. But, you know, 30% of Alberta f- founders are female. Yes, we've quoted that stat recently. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah that's why I was, I've had a lot of guests that talk about it. Like, what do we need to do different? They're like, we need to get more of these resources off the, off the, off the sidelines. And if women are not participating, that's a gap. That's a, that's a miss. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think, um, I think Startup Weekend has really helped with that in that because it is such a welcoming environment for, um, like for the people in the room that it, it just, it's a different vibe. It's a completely different vibe than um, going to a hackathon or sometimes even just going to a networking event. Mm-hmm. I find not only just for women, um, but really for anyone because you'd be shocked at like the people who come through our door at office hours, they're, they're really hesitant. Like they, 
they're nervous to go to their first event. They don't know how to tap into the community. They don't necessarily think of themselves as an entrepreneur yet. And that's how most people walk into Startup Weekend feeling. But by the end of it, I actually find that more people return back to other events in the community after participating in a Startup Weekend because they basically finish the weekend with 60 new best friends. Right. Well, a shared experience with a little bit of, you know, I don't want to say quote unquote trauma, but pressure, stress, it creates, it creates bonds. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's so interesting to tap out. So have you seen like, you know, you've been involved kind of four and a half years now. Is that style of thinking or that openness to go down that path? Are we getting better at it in Calgary? Talking about it from a, like a Calgary perspective? Yeah, I I really do feel that. And I think that we've had actually a lot of feedback lately about, you know, there is that more comfortable sense of like I can share my idea people are actually truly here to help me and this is a safe place um I think that that's so important this is a safe place yeah and that has changed I think a lot from I very rarely get asked the question of like I have an idea who's going to steal it now like I said I really okay go so back you've to noticed that. a that's tangible kind of, shift yeah that's like kind of how I measure it is, okay that's that well, was a question that used we all to come have our, up all the time. Uh, yeah. Interesting. So that's an interesting KPI. Like how many people are coming in with a sense of trust, a sense of community right off the bat, not a sense of, of, of well, to me, I always call it scarcity. Yeah. Scarcity versus abundance is two very different mindsets. Mm. Yeah, 100%. So when you look at Calgary, this overall, you know, the big T word, a bit buzzy, the word transformation, what it would, you know, do you, what, what are your perspectives on where we need to spend more time? Is it just continuing more on the path that we're going? Or is there any things that you think we should be doing that we're not doing? Yeah, I mean, I think I, and I keep going back to this, but it's that understanding of nothing is permanent. Your idea is not permanent. Um, when we approach, like the way that we approach our programming, it isn't the hope that you are going to have one idea, you are going to go down the exact path that you thought you were going to go down on when you started it, <laughs> and you're going to yeah. be successful. Um, I think that whether it's your career and maybe not necessarily, you're not necessarily starting a company, but maybe you are just changing your career direction, um, knowing that that's not permanent either and that you can, you know, take that risk. You can go work for a startup, you know, see how it feels. And if it's not right, you move on and that's okay. Right. And if you such don't... A, such a different belief structure than even 20, 30, you know, 40 years ago. You're going to pick yeah. one thing and do it for 40 years. That's just not, that's just not the way it is. Yeah, yeah. and like the really who we're looking to kind of groom in Calgary is like those forever serial lifetime entrepreneurs. Um, if you, you know, we don't expect that you're going to have an idea and you're going to necessarily succeed right away, but we hope that by at least guiding you through that journey the first time, you will be less resistant to start something again in the future. That's so interesting. I've quoted this a couple times now on multiple times. I met with Ray DePaul from Mount Royal and he, he threw this number out to me, which has stuck with me. I've repeated it multiple times that, that they sit down with a 20 year old and say, listen, you're probably going to wholesale change a career five to seven times yeah. in the course of your life. Not just change jobs. Like that used to be like a few years ago. Oh, you're going to go have multiple jobs and that's okay. Now it's wholesale career changes. Yeah. And when you're, you know, maybe older in your, in your career where you're still kind of bought into that old story, it could be a lot, it can be a lot harder. Did you guys get, you said you get a lot of age range. Is it, it's not just young. Like yeah. there's different groups coming in and are these people that are people that always wanted to be entrepreneurs or are you seeing more people that their life circumstances may be changed? Maybe they did get laid off from an oil, uh, a 20 year oil and gas job. Are you guys seeing a lot of that as well? Yeah, there's, there's a really big mixture. I think there's a lot of people who, um, they have an idea and they actually haven't even like done sort of the, the calculation in their mind to be like, Oh wait, like this, I am an entrepreneur or I could be an entrepreneur or even just the way that I'm thinking right now is entrepreneurial. They don't even, they haven't even got there yet. 
Um, and then there are for sure the people who are like, yes, my life circumstances have changed, mm-hmm. but I have this wealth of experience and I see this problem and I experienced this problem in the past and I think I have a solution for it. So it is a really great blend of, of those different pieces. And I do see uh, less resistance to kind okay. of get started or, you know, people are people are really just looking to solve problems, I think, at this point. And it's interesting like because what we're talking about and J- I had Jim Gibson, he was the first guest that was on the show and he talked a lot about, well, like, let's boil it down. This is all a bunch of individuals on our own journeys yep. and transformation starts with you and you're, and you're, you're, you know, that fixed for that flexible versus fixed mindset. Yeah. And there's so many great programs out there that are, um, you know, they understand that yes, we need to reskill, but we also need to shift our mindset and, you know, programs Arguably, like, that's the harder of the two. <laughs> yeah. And like there's progr- great programs like Evolve You. Um, there's a program called Tech Careers out of state. There's Lighthouse Labs. And they don't just focus on, you know, this is how you become a web developer. It's like, how do you like what kind of companies can you work for? What are your options? Like, how do we get you there? Broader perspective. Um, based on where you're at. Yeah. So would you say from what, what Calgary's doing well, do you, like some of those things you just said, I think would fall into that category. Yep. So yeah, please let's do some blatant plugs. Like what do you see out there that you're like, this is great. Like the cities we're on the right track here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think, um, a lot of those programs too, what I love about them is that they are not only, you know, engaging the students themselves, but you know, I've been asked to come and speak a few times. I've seen, I see them integrating those students in with the community from the get go. Um, which I think was a piece that was missing for me back when I was in school. I I have seen that change now. Like the post-secondaries are doing a really great job. Um, organizations. That's really good to hear to get more, not, not, not like kind of wait your turn. It's like, no, we need to integrate these things together as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like understanding that, um, you know, you don't just live your life on campus and then come off and try to figure it out after. Okay, so, I graduated. I've got my yeah. got my piece of paper. Hire me. It's not how the world works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's so many startups that are coming out of the post-secondaries. Like, I think that Mount Royal University and the Hunter Hub at the mm-hmm. U of C are doing a really, really great job of integrating students faster. Um, I'm starting to also see that, you know, we have enough companies that have started and have kind of made it maybe down their first round of either, you know, success or failure Okay, and are coming back in to mentor the local ecosystem as well. I've got some feedback from some guests. There was one gentleman, Colin Zopa, that I have out on. We haven't I haven't gone live with this episode yet. And he said that, he goes, as a, as a startup guy, as a tech startup, he goes, he goes, he felt challenged that it wasn't access to money or access to resources. It was access to mentorship. Yep. And he felt because we don't have the Silicon Valley where you've got people that have exited two, three times and now they're giving back from a, from a financial perspective, but also from a guidance and a, and mentorship. He said that that was one of the, his pieces of feedback that Calgary, it's going to take time for us to kind of get through a few cycles to get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, there's actually a really initi- or interesting initiative called Uniting the Prairies. Um, oh, I haven't heard about that. Yeah. So it started last year. So they held a conference back in May. Um, it was started by a couple of people that run an incubator in Saskatoon actually called Collabs. And their mission was to engage all of the prairie provinces. So Alberta, awesome. Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and, um, bring in all of the different community groups, bring in founders from each province, but um, also bring back the expats who have gone and, you know, seen that success and been there, done that to come back and mentor the local ecosystem. That's, I think that's fantastic. And I, again, even the name of this podcast collisions, I believe you need to keep banging people together because nothing in life happens without a relationship somewhere sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like really where I've seen the most benefit, even for myself personally and for the, you know, for startup Calgary as a whole is 
realizing that we don't have to have everything here in order to leverage it. Yes. So, you know, we go to conferences like Collision, speaking of Collision. Yes, yes, I know, for sure. In (laughs) In Toronto. Toronto, And then Startup Fest in Montreal, Uniting the Prairies in Saskatoon. Um, And we just have so many great connections and takeaways every time. And we see that there are, you know, investors and there are accelerators that, yes, you know, they exist in Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, but they are looking to support Calgarian and Albertan companies. And they want those companies to participate and they can they don't have to move there. There are programs that can be leveraged remotely. There are programs that are, you know, temporary and you can go and participate for, you know, just during their session days. And um, so when you work with startups and when you have people, do you help facilitate those relationships? Because yeah. you know, my first my first big barrier was coming in and sharing my idea with you. Now I don't know who to reach out to in Montreal or to Toronto or, or in Vancouver. So you guys are part of the bridging that gap as well. Yeah, for sure. Like okay. I think that that's something that we really pride ourselves in is that ability to um, you know, showcase Calgary startup community when we go to events like that. And we do bring founders with us as well. So we, you'll never see us at a conference without, you know, a group of, of companies that are, you know, Calgarian companies that are there. Um, but yeah, no, we, we really make an effort to understand not only our local programming, but programming across North America so that we can, you know, provide that advice and, and make sure that, that companies are, you know, not wasting their time. And that's so interesting. Do you have any, do you have any role models? Do you look at any jurisdictions and maybe not necessarily in Canada, anywhere in North America that you go, wow, like they've really done the startup ecosystem well, or they've really come back from a change of primary industry or things like that. Do you guys have, do you have any role models you look to? Yeah, I mean, personally, I um, I look to a lot of the different community managers and community okay. builders in other cities more so, I would okay. say. Um, any examples? I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Yeah, any no, examples? for like, sure. Because I think it's, it's, we get tunnel vision sometimes. Yeah. We need to look around. It's a global world. It's a global village we live in now. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, I, yeah, I have a few people that I've, I've connected with. Actually, a lot of them at Startup Best. And I think that, oh, that interesting. the conference is a really interesting event and I've never seen anything like it and it's actually um our main contact who kind of brought us into it is from Calgary okay um but she works on the conference her name is Katherine Johnson and really like the community that they've built around that event is incredible so they have something called the tent village so we have we've had a Calgary tent there for the past three years oh that's okay um we go back year after year and what I've seen is that people are starting to recognize Calgary recognize the companies um and I've personally even managed to build some really strong relationships from going back year over year and having organizations like well, um, familiarity being recognizable yeah. goes, a, goes a long way yeah no exactly and you know hey, they that's, do... the, that's the tall girl from startup calgary yeah <laughs> yeah exactly oh yeah easy to recognize from a mile away <laughs> that's fantastic that's a good that's a, that's an advantage at a conference yeah oh 100 percent um but yeah they do these really interesting things called brain dates and it's just oh. that opportunity to be able to, you know, pick the brain of other, you know, community managers for me. So I have had a chance to meet people from Next Canada, uh, Real Ventures. So those are all out of, um, you know, Eastern provinces. Yep. So Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal. Um, and really like connecting with them has A, shown me that, you know, we all have small teams. We all don't have it figured out. And... We, but we do have synergies and there are, we all do want to help each other. So there is sometimes I feel in Calgary a bit of a, um, territorialism. Okay. That's interesting. Tell me about, yeah. How do you, how, how do you mean in terms of stay out of my sandbox or we're, we're in this alone kind of thing? Which, which version of that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that sometimes people think, oh, well, if you're going to go participate in an accelerator in Toronto, does that mean you're going to move there? 
Oh, interesting. No, not okay. necessarily. Um, it and also, I means I'm I'm pulling in every resource I can to be successful. Yeah, and that's not. But always that's the goal of but those that's an interesting programs belief either. to think yeah. that. Yeah, like we've had really amazing partnerships with um, the DMZ actually out of Toronto yep. and out of Ryerson. And they, you know, have come out to our events and engaged with our companies, provided that mentorship. Uh, before we went to Collision, we actually did like a webinar with them to, um, they, you know, had actually been to the conference, kind of knew the lay of the land. We brought in an organization called Scale Up Ventures and they were, you know, giving companies an understanding of like how to sort of build those relationships with community organizations organizations as well as investors on the ground at a conference as big as collision right um and they were just the fact that they were so willing to give their time and their expertise i thought was you know it's really interesting but i do find like you know we've had a lot of really great announcements of established organizations who are coming to calgary Mm -hmm. um and usually the initial reaction seems to be well why are we, you know, investing time and energy and money yes. into organizations who aren't from here? And, you know, my... That's interesting. That, yeah. feels, that does feel a little bit limited. Yeah. and yeah. like, Or it can be. I get it. For but sure. everything, get, get back to that fear, back to like, what, what, am I, what am I scared of? Because that's kind of drives us, unfortunately, oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what tends to get missed is that um, a lot of these groups, A, like they have that recognizable brand They've been there, done that, proven out their concept in other cities, and the fact that they see potential in Calgary. That's a good. I'm saying thumbs up to that. Yeah, it sends a huge, like a huge message in my mind. So you know, what kind of validates the overall you talk about proof of concept? Yeah. Like, oh, we're here because we see potential in you guys, and we see where you can go. Yeah. And maybe see it differently than you're seeing it because we joke all the time. You can't see the label when you're inside the bottle. We're inside our bottle right now, so someone from the outside can come in and see things that we don't see. Totally, and like a lot of these organizations really are. Um, dedicated to both understanding our local ecosystem, but also to giving back. So we're, you know, we have, we've talked about now, you know, how do we access mentorship? Well, that's a great way to do that. That's bringing in new people, new talent, people who have been there, done that. Different perspectives. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that's, it's just something that we need to flip on its head a little, be a bit more open-minded to and understand that um, having those established groups sends a message like outside of Calgary as well. I think that when you when you travel when you're on the road like that, do you find Calgary has a bit of an I'm gonna I don't want to lead the witness here, but a little bit of a branding problem? Do we have a bit of a one dimensional like oh we're known for this, but you know yeah. bringing in those other and, and intermingling a little bit, I think that's a way to, to move past that. But do you meet that as like is that a challenge that you deal with? When you're like oh you're from Calgary, you guys are cowboy hat steaks and oil and gas, or yeah, this, or know, I've traveled the world, everyone's like oh Calgary Stampede, everyone knows the <laughs> Calgary Stampede. So do you guys deal with that literally as a pers- I'm perceiving it as a perception challenge, but yeah. is Calgary looked at one dimensional when you're out there on, the, on those road trips? Yeah, I think um, it's that's actually been interesting to watch that change. Because so, for example, um, a couple of people from Calgary Economic Development went to Seattle last year, okay, and I remember they came back and they were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like people were asking if Calgary was a startup. Like, what is Calgary? What is a Calgary? Yeah, and we actually started joking about that, and that became actually the reason for a lot of the branding that we used around our activation of collision is like, what is a Calgary? Like, where is Calgary? Um, Like, what does Calgary have for me? So we've started to play off of that in a lot of our, our branding and materials when we go to events like that um lean in absolutely get some insights from the customer and then kind of yeah. play, play with it oh, but it was me. it actually i love that what is a calgary it's, yeah it's a legit question <laughs> yeah exactly so it, it really blew my mind though when we went to collision this year 
Um, yes, we still got some of those questions, but people clearly saw the shift. You know, we okay. brought 24 So you're seeing positive movement in that direction. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was interesting. So we had, we had a booth at the event and I was, you know, there having really great conversations. And I actually found that if I wanted to stop talking about Calgary, I had to leave the booth. Like it wasn't you know, a matter of, you know, pulling people in and trying to get You weren't interest. just pushing your story. You weren't just pushing your agenda. <laughs> no, not at all. Like ah. people were so interested and so engaged and wanting to, you And know, you're noticing a very conscious, like that's a change. Yeah. If, yeah. If we were, if we were measuring sure. it, it's, it's a tangible intangible. It's like, oh, what's our KPI? People are coming up to me asking about Calgary, not asking what a Calgary is. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting measurement. Yeah, exactly. Or even people who already had some understanding of like, you know, maybe they'd seen an announcement they'd seen something that had come up. Cause I know that's, that's something that we've been re- working really hard on is, you know, you look at some of the tech publications and all you see is Calgary or not Calgary. It, you look at some of those. I like where you're going. I like your yeah. heads out though. I like it. <laughs> that's what we want. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> no, but right now, um, you know, we'd always just see Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal. Yes. And we were like, okay, how do we get Calgary in the headlines? So I start, I actually, the first conversation I had about this was at startup fest this is where all things seem to happen. But a couple of years ago, and I, I asked this girl who was working at Real Ventures, and I said, look, I have this problem. Um, people are constantly saying that we're not telling Calgary's story. Actually, to be completely honest, it's driving me insane because I really don't know like where we're going wrong. And I feel, you know, we were trying to create content at the time, and I just didn't understand. Like, there was just something that wasn't yep. connecting. And she said, okay, well... Um, you know, I'll connect you with BetaKit. So BetaKit's a, a really popular tech publication. They do a lot of the, you know, major funding announcements and, and highlight changes in all the different ecosystems. And then I found out that the problem was they just didn't have a Calgary writer, which is like, oh, okay. So this problem is actually not that hard to solve. Um, so from there, we were like, okay, well... Who's, we... who's on the Calgary desk, basically? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like they haven't... We still actually haven't officially solved that problem, but what we, we did do is we brought out some tech media to, to Calgary last November around launch party and gave them kind of a lay of the land of the ecosystem because the problem right now, it seems, is that, you know, they're interested in Calgary, but they can't... They haven't quite validated the need for a writer here or maybe just nobody has put up their hand. Okay. And there are, you know, groups that are also writing about Calgary from... Not from Calgary. So, for right. example, you know, Daily Hive was... Um, their Calgary writer was based in Vancouver. And yes. BetaKit mentioned, you know, hey, like, we would love to have Calgary in our headlines more often, but we just don't have the right connections in place to do that. Right. So, really, I think there's, like, that disconnect of, like, we all, we're all people at the end of the day. We're all trying to do a job. Um, but if you don't ask, you don't get it. Yeah, 100%. And, and knowing what, what, who to ask and what to ask. Yeah. So the, the right question that goes a long way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I really appreciate your perspective of being out there in the market and seeing those challenges and having it be one of your like kind of key, frustra- key frustrations. Uh, curious, spinning around a little bit, we'll talk maybe about things that you guys measure. But one thing I was curious about as you're talking, you're at the startup. You guys are at almost that bleeding edge of new ideas, change, people coming in. 
how do you guys bridge the gap with large organizations? Like Calgary, we have a lot of big enterprise level clients. I've, I've heard from some guests that there is definitely not that, that, that startup thinking is challenging those organizations, big CapEx style projects. We can't take risks. We need to be successful. We don't have that startup mindset. Do you guys work with any of those companies or do you have relationships where you're seeing large organizations that maybe have the capital and have a lot on the line in Calgary? Are they taking on some more of the startup mindset? Are you guys working with them at all or influencing that? Um, startup Calgary specifically doesn't work as much like directly with corporates. That's more tackled on the the Calgary economic development yes. side for okay. sure. Um, so I know that, you know, one of the pieces that has been kind of a driving force behind what we're doing is the new economic strategy for Calgary. Yes. So, you know, that strategy had unanimous buy-in from city council. Um, the pillars of that strategy are uh, talent, place, innovation, and business-friendly environment. And that is something that we have brought in a lot of the corporates for to, you know, provide feedback on the strategy, uh, to engage them, and to actually get them invested in the direction that we're going in. So there's there's several different committees that are focused on that. And okay. um, I think that there there really is that shift in, you know, wanting to participate in some way or another and having that strategy in place is, has been a real driving force behind that. Um, in terms of, you know, getting first customers for, for startups, there are some really great accelerator programs that are helping with that. I know you've chatted with Eric Allen from Thunder Ace. Yep. Um, and you know, there's programs like Zone Startups that work with General Electric, Electric and yeah, those, those programs are really who we primarily look to for. Okay. To help bridge um, that gap. Yeah. To, uh, kind of up the chain, if you will. Yeah, exactly. And you know, actually Launch Party is a huge reason for that too. So um, it's coming up. It's our largest annual event. Launch party is coming up on November 12th. Excellent. And like I said, I'm going to say days away because we're going to push yeah. this out right yeah. before <laughs> it's days away. I guess you. So can exactly. anybody, can anybody come to that? Yeah. And really, um, what that started as, like I, I mentioned earlier was that, you know, the launching pad for the companies themselves, but also to educate the masses Okay. and, you know, bringing in people who are, they still have that question of, okay, I've heard of, you know, Calgary said startup community, but like, what kind of companies do we have? Um, what stage are they at? Like, what are some of those sort of key messages that we want to communicate? Where is that? Like what support is available for them in the community? And once I think that they get to actually see that picture come together at an event like launch party, um, that really sort of, we kind of put our, you know, our stake in the ground and say, look, yeah. here are the companies. It makes it real. Here's all the support for them. Oh, and guess what? We have a room full of 800 people who are really interested in supporting these Is companies. that how many people is an 800 person yep. event? Oh, it's great. Grown, so that, oh, that's sure. fantastic. Yeah, Congratulations. That's six. a lot of energy to get in one room. That's yeah. great. I was yeah. curious, is it small, very personal, or is it like, that's rock star stage. You've got yeah. some, yeah, you've got some wow oh, factor. Yeah. For sure. No, and um, it's, that's really the, the main reason why we, you know, we're putting the companies there to, to get customers. Um, to get feedback, to get mentorship, to get investment. All of it is supposed to happen at launch party and we really do our best to, to make those collisions happen. Do you guys have specific, I love how much you work in the word collisions. We're <laughs> on the same, nice, I love it. Um, do you guys have specific measurables or KPIs that you bring to that event that at the end you go, okay, we made this many connections or we had, we got this many startups funded or we met this many, this many customers met this many potential um, suppliers. What, what do you guys measure at that event? Uh, yeah, so launch party, um, one of the main things that we, you know, look to achieve is, you know, the quality of companies has been interesting. And it's not necessarily, I would say, a KPI that we we look to measure. Um, but last year was the first year that all 15 companies we showcased were in revenue. 
Excellent. Okay, so about fi- is that typically about 15? How many companies yep. are going to be showcased this year? 15. Or in a few, yeah. day- in a few days, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> no, so we've, we've grown that event. Typically, it was 10. Okay. Uh, three years ago, it grew to 12. And last year grew to 15, and we're, you know, that's kind of where we're we're aiming to go for the. And these are going to be 15 to companies that are actually going to be uh, have 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 revenue. Yeah, so that's legit. That's a real. You can call it. It's a real business now. <laughs> yeah. So the criteria we put around launch party is, you know, you've been in operation for around three years or less, so that it is still intended to be a very early stage event. Okay, three years or less. Yeah. Um, with generated traction, so a minimum of 10 clients or 100 users. And then also that we don't require that you be in revenue, but preference is given to companies that are. Okay. Um, so those, yeah, those are just some of the pieces that we put around it, but it is still, it is still intended to be early stage. They're not necessarily companies that are, they shouldn't be companies that are growing and scaling because there's several other platforms that exist okay. for those companies. No, I appreciate you've got to, there's a yeah. point you need to narrow it down. And totally. also from someone who might show up, I, I need to have an idea of what I'm going to expect. What yeah. is it just like pitching out of like harebrained ideas, which is a fun place to be, but that's not what this event is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, we don't put a, it's actually interesting. So we don't put a ton of structure over what exact outcomes we hope the companies will achieve. It's a, it's a whirlwind event. It's three hours, six to 9 PM. And the founders don't stop talking the entire time. We oh, do. Um, I'm, I'm coming to this event for yeah, sure. 100%. You, you have to. A hundred percent. But we do run like a founders and funders dinner the night before. Um, and really that's to make sure that they do have that ability to make those connections because launch party can be so, oh, great. Okay, such that, a whirlwind, right? Yeah, I appreciate so, it. So you create an opportunity for those more intimate connections yeah. as, as well as the, the literally high energy kind of quote unquote rock show. I'm calling it a rock show. I don't know what yeah. it's going to be like, but the way you're describing it, like the, I can feel the energy building on it. Yeah, for sure. And like, because of the audience, I, our main goal really is customers because once those companies are kind of in our network, we really, we can connect them into any accelerators, any, we can connect them to investors that can all be done offline. Um, but to take advantage of a room of that size, it really is, you know, how do you get customers? Well, how get do you get feedback? Generate excitement. Yeah. Like, like we're, we're, we're humans. We like yeah. to be excited about things. It's a, it's a lot about the awareness piece. Yes. Um, because, you know, startups can fly under the radar for a really long time. 100%. And getting your, getting your, getting your story out there, good, bad, or indifferent is challenging. Yeah. You know, and just re, you know, basically the old re, the old adage of marketing, like, what's my reach? What's my frequency? Do people even know I exist? You know, I can't buy what I don't know. I certainly yeah. won't buy what I don't understand. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, at really, its most simple, simple breakdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like our goal is to fill that room. That's, I think, the best possible thing that we can do for those companies is get, you know, I would love if we could grow the event to a thousand people. That's awesome. That would make me so well, happy. Well, here, blatant, yeah. <laughs> blatant plug. What's the best way to, you know, hey, it's a deadline. It's a few days away because we're going to launch this right before. Yeah. Um, how do I get tickets? How do I find out about this event specifically? Let's, let's plug it blatantly as we can. Yeah, no, uh, if you go to startupcalgary.ca slash events, okay. uh, you'll find it on our events calendar. We also do have a dedicated launch party event page where you can go back and see um, all of the alumni that have showcased over the past 10 years. Oh, so you can get um, an idea of the... Yeah. Ah, so yeah. You're, you're in good company. Mm-hmm. For sure. No, and like, I mean, we've had some really great companies that have seen success. Um, Kudos, Orpix, those are some of the larger companies that that are, you know, are still operating today and are, um, you know, continuing to grow and scale. So Uh, that's, that's, uh, how how much are tickets? Uh, right now, so yeah. Oh, is there really? an, is there an early bird? <laughs> there is an early bird <laughs> that you yeah. might have missed by the time that this goes live. But yeah, so early bird and student tickets are twenty five dollars. Okay. Uh, regular tickets are forty. Oh, so there's no yeah. barrier. There's we no reason. There's no reason there's not drinks. to go. There's um, no reason not to go. Yeah, and we're actually also working on a uh, startup job showcase that'll be oh, happening in conjunction with 
launch party. So it'll be happening, you know, the first hour before. So five to seven launch party starts at six and we're going to be showcasing companies, like actual startups that are looking to hire. And that's being done in partnership with the post-secondaries. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, you guys are real. Kudos to you guys. Like, Thanks. again, I knew of you, but I didn't really. And that's the whole point of the show is exposing what's going on in Calgary and getting opinions, but really impressive what you guys are doing. Like Thank you guys you. are covering, yeah. you got your, you got your hands in a lot of, it sounds busy. It yeah, sounds busy. For sure. It sounds very busy for in, sure, in, yeah. in your world. We, there's never a shortage of work to do. I can honestly say, like, since I started, um, you know, working in the startup community in general, yes. you know, four and a half years ago, I have never been bored for a minute. <laughs> I have never not had something to do. So, no, that's that's yeah. if you want something done, ask some busy. Ask a group of busy people; they'll get it done. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Back to the just the measurement for a second. Do you guys have any overarching KPIs that you look at in the year? And like, it sounds like everything you've talked about has been growing. Bigger events, bigger attendance, more awareness at events. Do you guys have like a, a bit of a dashboard that you follow that yeah. lets you know where things are going in the right direction? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we have a lot of different metrics. I would okay. say. Um, so. You know, one of our main things is, you know, how many people can we get through our doors in different ways? And obviously it's not just about quantity. So we really are trying to always continue to evolve our programming um, to be more accessible to entrepreneurs and to, you know, continue to foster the, you know, friendly and casual and um, environment that allows for connectivity. Make it safe. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, we had, like I said, over uh, 4,000 attendees in 2018 and we hope to continue to grow that. Um, Is 2019 tracking above or below or the same? Uh, above right now. Excellent. Yeah. So good. I, I love, yeah. I love trending up. That's <laughs> Always good. looking to increase. Uh, absolutely. Yes. That's a number. Launch party is there. still to come. So if we hit that 1000 mark, who knows what'll happen. But, okay. Um, so that's our, we're putting, we're putting that out to the universe right now. 1000 yeah. attendees. That's great. Yeah. And we, we are looking to track, um, companies that are starting as well. That being said, that has been a challenging metric to track. Okay. Um, but there, yeah, that's probably a very loose. How do you define that? How do you track it? How do you, yeah, that would be a tough one. Yeah. And so there's a, I think this I must this must have come up at some point, but the Calgary Innovation Coalition. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes. So you know we kind of have a united mission to have you know over a thousand th- startups between sort of the ideation to validation stage yes. of startup. That, that number's been floated yeah. around quite a few times. Yeah. Yes, so that's kind of the goal over the next ten years. And um, one platform that you know I would also like to plug that does a great job of starting to track this and. Um, really what we're pushing is to get as many companies on this platform as possible is called Start Alberta. Okay. Uh, so That's start- no, no one has talked about that before. Okay, amazing. Well, there we go. Um, so Start, Al- start Alberta actually recently partnered with Crunchbase. Okay. Um, the platform's been up, I believe, for about three years now. Don't okay. quote me on that, but yeah, about okay. three years. And um, it really serves as a tool to see all of the companies that are in Alberta. There's over 400 companies on the platform right now, um, but I know that we can do better. And is, it a bit of, is it like a directory? Does it act that way so people can yep. reference it? Okay. Yeah, it's a directory. So it's a directory of startups, uh, support organizations like Startup Calgary, and also investors. So A that, little bit of a, of, a, of, a, of a resource center for people to go in and really kind of like creep around and, and find different resources. Yeah, and the interesting okay, thing great. is the the pieces that are highlighted about the companies, you know, you can filter by industry, uh, you can see, you know, how many staff they have, you can see that date of incorporation, which is um, also why I want to start getting as many companies on there as possible and earlier, is so that we can see, you know, the actual creation of companies, when that's happening, when we, like, which years we see spikes. Yeah, it gives you some really interesting data on timelines. Yeah. And, well, okay, this year we had a bunch of starts that actually accelerated faster. Why? What was going on? 
on in the economy. Yeah. Trying to correlate the myriad of factors that contribute. For sure. Interesting. Yeah, so and then that elusive... Yeah, the uh, data and the quality of the data. <laughs> it's challenging. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the elusive investor list that, yes. you know, we always get the the emails that's like, send us your investor list. Well, guess what? Now we kind of can. Yes. <laughs> um, obviously, it's not, you know, contact information and everything else exactly. Of course, need, yeah, never wants their home address necessarily on yeah. the list. But yeah, exactly. I, and I've heard from different people that the challenge with Calgary is not necessarily access to money. It's resources, mindset, people, uh, mentors. Do you experience that? That if if there's a good idea, that, that, there's, that there is money out there to be invested in, in these initiatives? Yeah, I mean, I think I do hear feedback that you know, we do have some work to do in terms of shifting the mindset of our high net worth individuals and, you know, getting those types of people involved in technology and a little bit, you know, reduce their risk aversity and and just generally educate them on what it means to invest in a technology startup. It's not that there isn't money there, but that money has been made understanding a certain world and this is a different world. Yeah, there's definitely some some capital that's, you know, kind of tied up in you know, those high net worth individuals that haven't necessarily familiarized themselves with the startup community. That is part of this transition that we're in right now. Yeah. And there's some really great groups that are working on that too. So, um, Valhalla private capital, for example, they have, um, angel investing one-on-one sessions. There's the national angel capital organization that, you know, they host their world angel summit. Actually, they hosted it in Calgary in June last year. That's awesome. Um, and there's also an amazing group uh, called the 51. Uh, Judy Fairburn. Yeah. Judy's launching, I think next week, her episode goes live. Oh, amazing. I met with Judy. She blew me away. Fantastic yeah. lady. But that whole focus of how do we educate, you know, women that are in control of money, women that have ideas, how do we get those people off the sidelines into the game? And Judy's yeah. very inspiring when she talks about it. Well, and getting, um, you know, hoping that women will be able to invest sooner. So whether you have a thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, the goal is eventually to um, improve that accessibility and find ways to allow women to get engaged sooner and support startups sooner. And to me, we're in a situation where all hands on deck. Like yeah. gender should not be a bias. And if we need to educate and provide more support for that, let's do it. Because it's only going to open more doors for us down the road. So I'm for very sure. excited to hear stats like 30% of you know startups in Calgary, groups like the 51, women like Judy who have said, you know what? I had to re- reinvent myself because I made my career here and a couple different careers. She's a very interesting lady. But saying going forward, I had to look at going into where I was uncomfortable and learning new things. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's easy to just flippantly say that sitting here chatting, but when you're in it, it's a real thing for people and knowing you're not alone, you have more support is so critical. Yeah. Yeah. And I really think they've proven out the need for that too. So I I went to one of their events last week and I didn't get to go. The one on on Tuesday. Yeah. Over a hundred people. Cause it was at work nicer on. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of those guys as well. Yeah. So are we. They're they're, (laughs) they're great. I I love that. You know, one of the positive sides of our downturn, it opened up things like square footage availability. So yep. companies like WorkNicer could get a hold a lot more easy, a lot easier in our town. And to me, that that creates a whole another set of like upside positives when you've got when you've got groups like that. For sure, yeah. No, we uh, we are big fans of WorkNicer. They've yeah. actually been a partner of Startup Calgary basically since the beginning. Um, so we actually pro- they actually provide um, our Startup Weekend participants. For example, every participant gets one week at WorkNicer. Oh, right on! Um, oh, you guys are. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, right. the winning team gets. A 
a six month membership. Uh, we also the same prize is provided for launch party companies. Excellent. Uh, we actually record our podcast out of Work Nicer. Oh, because so. I know they put a podcast booth in. Yeah. So I'm going to do a blatant plug for one of my other podcasts. They just get it. I had a really good interview with Alex. On oh, there. amazing! And he was just so transparent and so authentic. And it was one of my like again, they're all my favorite episodes because I yeah. love all the guests. <laughs> but he really talks about why, like his driver behind that, and I think it gives you a lot more connection to because he is the brand and Work Nicer is is his vision coming alive. Yeah. So hearing it from, again, hearing it from a founder always has a place in my heart. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, they've, they have a really interesting partnership actually with ATBX. Mm-hmm. Um, I he don't talked know if you talked yes, about that. We, we yeah. did. We talked about the different ways of working and how do you get innovation in an environment that's done everything a certain way. You take them off site and you put your teams at a place like Worknizer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's really all about, you know, the faster both the sport organizations like Startup Calgary, but also obviously the entrepreneurs can get connected into the ecosystem faster. Yes. Um, and that's, you know, I know you've talked a lot about the rainforest movement and that's kind of why that started is, you know, how do we increase that connectivity and, you know, allow people to progress and, and navigate the ecosystem quickly. And yeah, I think that the, what work nicer, what rainforest, uh, what ATBX is doing is all really powerful for that. There's so many like, and that's what I've loved about this journey. And I, hopefully the, the listeners are, I'll call them fans are getting as well as there's so much out there. Like it's more than you think yeah. for most people. I'm going to be blind. Like there's more going on than you even, than you even realized. Yeah. And it can, it's interesting because, I remember I had, you know, a little bit of a case of imposter syndrome when I first started meeting with entrepreneurs. I used to be very behind the scenes. Um, And I just realized very quickly that, you know, there is so much going on that really just giving them that starting point is the first step. Um, you know, having the conversation about, you know, what meetups exist and, you know, what are some of the tools that'll allow me to find funding and what are platforms like Start Alberta um, and just giving them those first initial steps. And even that can be extremely overwhelming. Absolutely. Um, can. We actually have a, we have a deck called Startup Community 101. So it's a 65 slide deck. It is pretty intense and really it just starts to kind of paint the picture of, you know, I'm looking for a job in tech. Where do I start? Um, I want to participate in an accelerator. What are the main tech conferences that happen in Alberta? Um, and we really so use that as a the base. Yeah. Just that initial resource. And I think, um, we've shared that even with people externally outside of Alberta who just kind of want to get a lay of the land and they're instantly blown away by what, like how much is going on in Calgary. Um, I'm so glad to hear that you guys are doing so much outreach into other communities and putting us on the map. Again, I moved here. I grew up in Montreal. I grew up, I lived, and so many people I know from back there have never been out here. Yeah. So they're like, oh, oil and gas, pipelines are good. Pipelines are bad. Yeah. I was actually, my mom's in town. I was chatting with her last night. And so she goes, talk about this pipeline thing. Because in Quebec, we're getting fed this whole story. And this night. it's just so interesting, the limited perspectives we yeah. get when we haven't visited an area or met people from there or, you know, quote unquote, learned on our own versus just getting told a story (laughs) totally and like we've just going out and you know attending some of the conferences that I've talked about has really helped start to paint the picture of you know what type of people we are and like what kind of companies we have and the energy that we really do truly bring yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure so that has made a huge impact and I think now the goal is to get more people to come to Calgary and experience it as well so um, if I were to paint like a perfect picture, so we last year launched Calgary's Innovation Week um, surrounding launch party, and this will be our second year. And I would love to get to the point where we have a Tech Stars Startup Week in Calgary. Becomes a destination. Yeah. 
pulls people from out, like not just focusing on our own borders. Yeah, because the second they, um, you know, I, I saw that when we brought tech media here. I see that around launch party when we get, you know, a few guests that are from out of town that they come and check it out. We do business a business card draw at some of the conferences we attend to to bring them out to Calgary for launch party. And mm-hmm. um, as soon as they've had a chance to experience it, like they're on board, they're game. They want to know how they can help. They want to come back. They want to open an office here. They want to invest in Calgary companies. Um, it happens. That's so, really great. To, like, yeah. you know, those are those soft KPIs that when you experience it, it's very real. Like, For sure. The, you, you talk to 10 people and nine out of 10 are like, this is great. I want more of this. That's a, it's intangible, but yet very real when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And like even, um, kind of on the other side of things, but we, we have a, an amazing volunteer group and, a lot of our volunteers have been new to, to Calgary or new to Canada. Is Calgary, I've heard that Calgary is a great city from a volunteer perspective. Yeah. That people in Calgary volunteer more. I, again, oh, it's yeah. one of those, I don't know there's a stat, but I've always heard that, that this is such a great city. If you need people to volunteer, Calgary's the place to be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. no, we have, um, we have over 60 volunteers that That's work great. on our events and... Um, What's well, a lot of work putting on an eight hundred thousand yeah, person? Th- yeah. Sorry, a thousand person event that doesn't happen. <laughs> that nothing about that happens by accident. Oh yeah, no, for sure. So we <laughs> we really do depend on our volunteers for sure. And um, but even just having them participate in some of our events, like we've had, I had two volunteers um, approach me last week at one of our events and just said like, hey, you know, we are so happy to be here. We actually like they've made complete career changes. They've made connections they would have never awesome. otherwise made. And those are the stories that that really keep me motivated and keep me going. So, 100%. yeah. Um, it, so let's segue into that as we, as we, as we move into the end here, I want to volunteer. I want to be part of it. How, how do I reach out? Just go on the website. Do I reach out to you directly? What's the best way to, I'm, I've been listening to your talk and I'm super inspired. <laughs> what do I do next? Yeah. So we, uh, if you go to our, our website, startupcalgary.ca, uh, we have, you know, a volunteer page. Uh, we do batch our volunteer intake, uh, okay. just because we are constantly actually pivoting and changing our volunteer program. Okay. Um, so we have three different ways you can get involved. So we have our events volunteers who, you know, you come, you help out with registration, set up, tear down. Uh, we have what we've recently recently launched as our community builders program. Um, so this, as long as you've you know been to a few Startup Calgary events, you've been involved as an events volunteer. Um, the hope is that we can get you engaged more as a you know a forward-facing volunteer who can Kim. you know encourage people to pitch at events like Startup Drinks, um, who can help us out with events like Startup Weekend. Uh, and then finally, we have our peer-to-peer program. So these are you know current or former founders who have, you know, at least raised a round of funding uh, and who are, you know, they have at least achieved $100,000 in revenue at their startup okay. now or previously. And those companies uh, or individuals, I should say, are on the ground mentoring our companies that are going through programs like Business Model Canvas Workshops. Excellent. So yeah, you can apply. So different levels, of, different levels of experience in terms of the value you can also add as an individual. Yeah, and we're always okay. you know growing and changing our program, and you know kind of one of my next steps. Always that I'm hoping it's the next minimal viable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I really um, I see a need for more volunteers in the startup community. You know, we have there's no shortage of interest in in what's going on in the community. There's you know, a need for so many different types of events and programs. And so many of our meetups in Calgary are completely volunteer run. Um, so my hope is to start to get our volunteers engaged, not only just in Startup Calgary's events, but across the ecosystem and, and just support those organizations more. 
Excellent. So, well, it yeah. takes a community to raise a <laughs> yeah. to raise an idea, ra- ra- yeah. ra- raise a, raise a business. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I, I really it gave me a lot of it. It, it leave me very. It left me very encouraged in terms of what's going on. And oh, I'm I, so I, glad I, in the community that I you know, I know about, but I'm not necessarily as involved with as I'm going to become as we as we yes. as we leave this episode. So, any lasting words for somebody who listens to this and has an idea? And I'm going to say I'll be bold. They're, they've been scared to share it. They've been scared to come in. Any last words of advice for them? Yeah, honestly, just come out to an event that's always our first our first answer is a come and meet people b you, the second you step into that room you'll realize it's not so scary um and also yeah if you don't ask you won't you won't receive so make the ask um we have a small team but we're always willing to make time for for coffee come see us at office hours we hold them in uh, Rosso at the Telus Convention Center every uh, Tuesday perfect. Um, we are looking to start to rotate that amongst some of the other co-working spaces, but that's where you'll find us now. And and yeah, just reach out and connect and, and we're here to support. Danielle, thank you so much for your chat today. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for having me. My pleasure. <laughs>